Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, this is Gresham Harkless from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have two very special guests on the show today. I have Kat and Lindsay from Refresh Yoga Center, located in the heart of Alexandria. It's great to have you both on the show. Thanks. Thanks Thank for you. having us. No problem. No problem. And what I want to do is just get, kind of kick off the show to kind of hear a little bit more about Refresh Yoga Studio and all the awesome things that you're doing. So I wanted to hear about your CEO story is what I call it and kind of like what led you guys to start your business? Sure. So this is Kat. I was at Refresh first as a teacher. So we aren't founders, but when the opportunity presented itself to become owners, we both jumped at it. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is Lindsay. Um, actually, pretty similar story. I was teaching and had an opportunity to come in as an owner to the business. We both came to the studio as teachers because we love the practice and love sharing it with others. Ownership, being able to cultivate a community under shared values that are important to you. So that's what really happened for us. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, I always wondered that I was just going to ask that if you always find that people that start out as yoga teachers, they end up wanting to be an owner just because they enjoy yoga so much. It's very common. It's not always something I would recommend for every teacher. And we, because we also run teacher trainings and, and some people come out with that dream. It, it, so it's a hard balance of being a business owner and being a yoga teacher. And sometimes people think those are in conflict. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it, it can be a struggle for some um, and it's also really rewarding. So right. for us, we, we try to balance that. And yeah. not all of the qualities that make you a good yoga teacher necessarily make you a good entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so it, we certainly see that happening occasionally, especially in communities that are underserved. They don't have a lot of yoga available. Mm-hmm. But that will naturally happen is that a uh, somebody who's very passionate about the practice it with a heart of service. But if you don't have some, you know, that business background or the um, thick skin and the willingness to learn how to do it, or the ability, forward. Yeah. <laughs> the ability to say no sometimes, yeah. you know, we all just want to serve and give and and help, but you have to also look after yourself. Right. Yes, yeah, fill your cup first. So sometimes yeah. we do see, you know, yoga teachers that will kind of go down that journey and crash and burn for lots of reasons, and you know, not all of them are, are necessarily their fault. But it's definitely not an easy business. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you said, and one of the reasons I love, you know, interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners that I call healthy CEOs is because you guys have like that triple bottom line where it's about, of course, profits and and generating, you know, revenue. But it's also about having that helpful attitude that you have with all the people that come in as clients that you work with. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That passion. Exactly. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and ask you for what I call like your the way that you serve the clients that you work with, your your products and services. What do you kind of do here at Refresh? Sure. Absolutely. So we're primarily a yoga center, as is part of the name, and we're what's called a vinyasa studio. So most of our classes are flow. We go to all levels, though, from beginner to, you know, quote unquote, advanced um, or very challenging physical practice. But then there's prenatal. Sometimes just stretch classes are, are really, those are some of our most popular classes. Mm-hmm. And I already said prenatal, but teacher trainings. And then we have Reiki, which is an energetic therapy and massage. Okay. So. Okay. That makes perfect sense. That's, I guess that's the full gamut of everything you can have as far as yoga. Well, there's always, we could have had goats or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that in beer yoga too. Yes. <laughs> there's lots of different kinds of yoga. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, 
maybe do, oh yeah, I didn't mention restorative. So there's there's always something else you can combine. We right. have core focused practice, right. but we we try to keep it grounded mm-hmm. um, in what our just community needs. Right. We always say uh, embrace the journey. That's one of our core values. Is so right. we try to help you know from prenatal to postnatal, from beginner to teacher, and just kind of serve. Mm-hmm. It's staying focused, but, you know, casting is somewhat of a wide net to help everybody. Well, that's a, the perfect word to use is community. A, a healthy, thriving studio is a mirror of the community around them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we found is that the practice that we provide does target a little bit more towards older populations, athletes, people that have other practices that they do. They're runners, they, they're athletes, you know, they, do, they have other movement practices and they come to us for you know, mobility for, you know, restorative for cross training, they end up staying and and making it like a core part of their movement, Mm -hmm. which is really cool to be a part of. But that helps influence how the studio looks, the people who come. I believe it makes it a little bit more accessible. Yes. We're, we're not, we're all inclusive. Yeah. So I know a lot of people can walk into a studio and it can feel like very, like an in-group or click-ish. a click yeah. 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 CrossFit gym, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No, I totally understand. It's intimidating. And uh, we really, really try to make everybody feel welcome, even if it's your, the first class you've ever taken. You don't have mm-hmm. a mat. We'll give mm-hmm. you a mat. In the Western practice of yoga, we, we tend to go after the physical part first, and then people notice later the mental benefits, mm-hmm. some of the more spiritual benefits. We're not dogmatic, but it sort of comes organically right. when you learn how to sit still for just a, even a minute for some people is a challenge at first. Um, right. And then you start to, to reap the rewards in your mental stamina. Yeah. Like no, that makes sense. And I know that a lot of people, especially if they're using or trying yoga for the very first time, they're probably a little bit intimidated. They see the stuff on Instagram and they're like, oh, oh yeah. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make myself into a pretzel. So exactly. <laughs> kind of good to have that. I don't know how to do that. Either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, and I don't really see anything practical to that either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like that was a Photoshop or something like that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's well, I mean, not to not to toot our own horn, but if you look at our Instagram, you're not going to find posts like that. It's not about the physical. Like I, I'll joke sometimes in the classes that I teach. Like I know that this pose looks like this in yoga journal, but like rather than turning your head this way, maybe think about turning it the other way. Like why would you, you know, put undue pressure on your body if you know that this isn't the goal? Right. Um, so that's something that we really try and drive home that it's it's less about what it looks like. Like, and more about like how you how you need to feel right right that makes sense okay so now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce and some people have called it like their superpower or something that mm-hmm. they feel distinguishes them so what do you guys feel like either your secret sauce is or maybe even for the organization and company well one of the things that I think we certainly bring to this particular community of Old Town is small classes very intimate welcoming uh, kind of what we were talking about before yoga tea coming into a yoga studio for this first time can be really intimidating so we've put a lot of time and attention and education into our programs that are really um, forward-facing. The, the beginner series is primarily what comes to mind. It's a four-week program that we offer every couple of months, not necessarily every month, but students are encouraged to come in. They come for four weeks every Monday night, typically, and they're with other people who are starting their journey together. So it's a safe space where they can explore, learn some of the basics, and then, you know, kind of go from there. And we found that that has been 
a really good entry point for a lot of new people who are new to the studio, people who are new to yoga. It's less scary than just wandering into a class that mm-hmm. they don't understand what vinyasa means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we kind of tend to breeze by within our own community because you know, we know people who know that what that means. But right. most consumers, if they're coming up, our, we're on the second floor, for those of you who don't know. We're above an ice cream shop, which we joke is balance. Um, <laughs> you could actually like come up the stairs and like, I don't know what vinyasa means. I don't know what a stretch and refresh class is. Mm-hmm. But beginner is pretty universal and that, mm-hmm. that can feel a lot safer. Absolutely. So I would just, this is Kat again. I would just piggyback on that. Yeah, with, with we actually limit our class sizes. So you're not going to come in and, and feel like a sardine mm-hmm. packed in there uh, mm-hmm. because it's, and there's merit to that, uh, but we really, it's important for the teacher to be able to see every student. And we also offer hands-on adjustments in all of our classes, you know, with permission, of course. Um, and that just means that you're going to get a little bit of contact and like some of that healing touch. I don't know. I don't know that would say that necessarily, but people really benefit from that. And mm-hmm. having just a little slight variance um, with their posture, it can make it just that energy transfer, I think, is really unique. And not all the studios are offering it anymore because it's, you know, it can be a delicate thing to offer. And also we do have massage and that is not always available, but it's a complement to the practice, of course. Awesome. Body work. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And what I wanted to do was switch gears a little bit and ask you guys for what I call a CEO hack. And this could be an app, a book, or even a habit that you guys might have that makes you more effective and efficient as business owners. This is like my favorite question because I think about this all the time. I love podcasts that talk about you know entrepreneurship, being mm-hmm. a CEO. I would say if I had to pick one thing, it would be time blocking. One of the things that I found is being an entrepreneur, the to-do list doesn't have an end. Like if you've reached the end of your to-do list, like you need to go back and find something else. <laughs> You're like selling your business yeah, you because like, you can always be growing, you can always be diversifying, you can always be doing things better. And there's like really, there's beauty in that. There's a, the challenge in that, which I think some entrepreneurs that uh, love being entrepreneurs thrive on. Mm-hmm. But what it creates is this dual system where you have the work and then you have the mental load of the work. And if you don't have strategies in place for keeping those in their zones, it can be overwhelming. So one of the ways that I do that is is by time blocking, by actually taking my calendar and like blocking up the day from nine to 10. I'm looking at our info box, our email account from 10 to 11. I'm like doing some social media posting or I'm, I'm responding to people on social media. It doesn't always look exactly like that, but I find that if I clear all my tabs or I close them, or nobody closes tabs, I minimize them because I lose important things if I do right, that. Right. <laughs> Searching that menu. I, I really wanted to read that article. Right, so it's minimized. <laughs> and I just keep what's in front of me. And it may not be a full hour. It may just be a 20-minute block. But if I do that and I'm very purposeful, it feels less overwhelming. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, I'm really big in the time blocking as well, too. So uh, especially when you're trying to run a business, there's so many different things that you have to do. But to be able to, like, break it down into smaller bites, you can make it a lot easier to be successful. So, yeah, exactly. Now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice that you have. Or I always say, if you jump into a time machine and you can go back in the past, what would you tell your younger business self? I'll take that one. And I didn't come up with this. And at first, I think it doesn't sound very yogic. But um, (laughs) everybody, I think, has heard hire slowly, fire quickly. I wrestle with this a lot. But I think, you know, almost instantly when the energy is not right, Mm -hmm. right? If, If it's just not compatible, why try to foster? some kind of relationship that's can be either toxic or just not beneficial to either party and it's better just to let it go and in the end you're always 
relieved rather than stressing anymore and take the time to find the right people. The way it works here, like people that we hire from within the community usually. Mm-hmm. So some of our students have become our best teachers and our best mm-hmm. employees. Right. So people that share our values and that makes it much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say um, partnerships are never easy. They can, you know, hit grooves and they can hit, you know, rough spots and working with Kat has been incredible. But the one thing in the beginning, I was like, I really resisted this, this idea because I'm used to like, I want to make split decisions. Like and you know, go with my guy and hey, we got a really good person here. Let's take a chance. And every time I've pushed back, she's been right. <laughs> she's a really good reader of energy. Right. What I learned, and I'm like, darn it. <laughs> okay, you were right about that. Just like, yeah. all right, let's just learn. Right. <laughs> using my mistakes. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. 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 So, but it's Thank been you. funny. Yeah, of course, of course. But it's true. I mean, we were just talking. But this comes up, and and I'm starting to come around like. Okay, we'll go a little slower. Yeah. Wait a week. Yeah. Sometimes it, we're still going to be here. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it means I'll have to teach a couple extra classes, right? Like, right. Um, until we find the right fit for that particular time or that day, right? Or and for the studio overall. But thankfully, we have that luxury in that we we, we are we both teach. We yeah. we are able to step in as needed when you know, stuff comes up. Yeah, when life happens, that makes perfect sense. Awesome. Well, now I wanted to ask you for my favorite question, which is the definition for what. It means to be a CEO, and we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So, I wanted to ask you both what does being a CEO mean to you? CEO, it sounds, it, I think you covered this on other sh- episodes, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we don't we don't see ourselves as a business owner. CEO sounds so I know, <laughs> but I mean, simply put, being a CEO means you own both successes and failures. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, I love that. I, I sometimes when I think about CEO, I think about like all the, the C suite, you know, the different roles that go with it, and one of the things that I'm finding is, in, in, well, in my experience, that typically a good organization is going to have two essential head roles. And sometimes it's the same person, but I like to, to sort of divide it into like a COO, somebody who's very operationally focused and making sure that, you know, the cogs are on time. And, and, and then the CEO is much more like visionary, much more strategy, marketing, outreach, growth. Um, so whenever I think of just CEO in, in that sense, I think of somebody who's looking forward and looking um, to, um, you know, take the business to the next level or, you know, do more of what their mission is, which is, you know, for us is bringing yoga to this this community. Awesome. Well, I appreciate both of you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there is anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know. And then how can we find out about Refresh Yoga? Well, I just recommend everyone go to our website, uh, refreshyogacenter.com, and you'll see all of the amazing workshops that we're hosting, our teacher training program, which is by far something I'm most proud of, I think, or one of the things I'm most proud of here. Um, Again, it's an intimate setting. And we really challenge our students to go deeper, um, looking into themselves, looking at their practice. And they have just blossomed and they share it with everyone. So I'm really proud of that. And, you know, read our blog, you do all that stuff and just come visit us. We're on King Street. It's beautiful down here. Um, And we'd love to host you. I second all of that. One of the things I'm always thinking about, again, because this is Lindsay, I, I love reading. And there's a lot of energy towards, you know, taking your business to the next level. And sometimes that's taking it virtual or like doing something that's going to impact like outside of your local community. So it's been a really interesting challenge to do a business that's so local. 
how can I do both things? How can I serve my community, but also be of that growth mindset? And one of the ways that I've done it, I, I feel like I've, I've kind of scratched that itch personally is by getting really connected with un, other entrepreneurs through business groups through and typically through Facebook driven groups. Sometimes that's just studio owners. So I would encourage you if you are in one of those categories, not necessarily owner of a studio, but if you own a business and you're looking for opportunities to collaborate, like definitely reach out. We love talking yeah. about how we grow our business. Sometimes the things we learn are translatable to other industries. Sometimes they're not. But honestly, it can be, we found it can be a really isolating business. We're lucky in that I have a partner. We're partners. But we have reached out to other studios, even local studios in the past to do collaborative events. And it's like we get the sense that like they have no one to talk to. (laughs) So I know how isolating being an entrepreneur can be. And like you have to kind of create a tribe. And if that means that you are on the other side of the country or other side of the world, we're always open to you know collaborate, share stories, share share ideas. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate both of you taking some time out. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.